Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Bacon Smile Podcast. And yes, I'm talking very fast because I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. It's been three He's weeks. His supplements. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three weeks since our last podcast. Give or take. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as always, I'm Steve Patera, joined by my good friend. Evan Schaumuffert. Yes. <laughs> How many supplements did you have? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Now that I'm out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> well, how have you been? I'm good. <laughs> and it's September already. I can't believe it. I know. It. It's unbelievable. Uh, so it's been, it's been a little bit since yeah, our last couple time. weeks. Uh, we Your keep, daughter's turned a year older. I know. She's two now. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, we went to the Big E for her birthday. So cool. we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the same weekend, you had your peer ministry training. That's right. Uh, I had youth group this past week, so we'll talk about that a little bit. We want to talk a little bit about young adult ministry. Mm. Um, we're both kind of, you know, been chatting about that a little bit. Yeah. So, and then uh, music. Absolutely. Music are weird. St. Paul the Sixth is our saint of the day. Uh, Luke 9, 7, 7 through 9 is our Bible reading Bible for today. Reading. And then you got news of the weird. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we've been trying to be a little more on time with our podcast, <laughs> but life gets a bit hectic, That's a little right. busy. Uh, as many of you know, uh, we both have full-time jobs. Uh, this is not it. <laughs> uh, so We're uh, both juggling multiple jobs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, being the uh, youth minister and confirmation coordinator at Sacred Heart... <laughs> Uh, is in full swing, so it's, uh, you know, I had my parent night, had uh, youth group, I have had to start forms and stuff for confirmation, which is next month, Uh, it's actually like a month from this past week, so yeah, uh, things are coming up quickly, Uh, we signed up for Catholic Heart Work Camp next summer, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, so got a lot, a lot going on. So I apologize to our <laughs> loyal audience <laughs> that it's been uh, a few weeks since our last one. But just to jump right into it, uh, Zoe turned two a week ago, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Has she been hitting any uh, milestones since she's turned two? Uh, so she, I mean, just her vocabulary is crazy. Her ability to talk and stuff like that. Uh, at her two-year appointment with uh, our, her pediatrician, he was, I think, very taken aback by how smart she is. Mm. She, uh, he has like a bunch of like you know bobbleheads and stuff like that yeah. on top of the uh, cabinets and stuff. And she looked up and was looking at him, and then <laughs> I was like, "Do you see the turtle?" And it was a ninja turtle. So yeah. Eva was like, "It doesn't look like a turtle." <laughs> and then she looks and goes, "Oh, green turtle, green turtle," yeah. and then. Uh, she just, like, a little while later just looked up and was like, red apple. But it was, like, the Mets apple. Like, okay. you know, so yeah. like, it doesn't look like just, like, an apple. So it was just crazy, you know? Yeah. And so he was just like, there is a red apple up there. <laughs> um, so she, you know, she knows her colors. She yeah. she can count to ten. Good. I don't think she really understands that it's counting to ten. But right. she can, re- you know, she's repeating it because mm-hmm. we've been counting to ten with her and, and stuff like that. So she knows that. She reads out of, a, like, a book, which is crazy. Like, she doesn't actually read, but yeah. there's this... Um, 
this like animal book where it's like white dog, white dog. What do you see? I see a purple cat looking at me. Purple cat, purple cat. What do you see? And she's she'll look at it. And I, go, can, I can tell you've read that book <laughs> yeah, a lot to her <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> uh, Eva has read it four million three hundred and seventy-two yeah. thousand six hundred and thirty-two times. I think. I yeah. think, give or take. <laughs> My parents will tell me about the times they had to hide books from their children. Oh, that is an And then thing. when they're found, they have to act excited. But inside, oh. they're like, no! <laughs> uh, but no, so Eva took a video of Zoe essentially reading that book. Because mm. she'll just be like, white dog, white dog, ooh, ooh, see. <laughs> and then she'll put, you know, purple cat, purple cat, ooh, ooh, see. And then <laughs> turn the page. And so it's just so funny that she's, like, retaining all of this information. Yeah. And she sings Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And, and all that stuff is just so awesome to watch her grow and everything. And uh, her playing with all the presents. Uh you know, you and Jen got her this really awesome, like, magnetic drawing mm-hmm. thing. It's like this little lap pad for her, yeah. and she loves it. And she puts the little ducky down <laughs> and puts it in ducky and then yeah. wipes it clean. And then doggy, try doggy. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get Buster to play with it with her before. Right. Yeah, it was so funny. She was trying to bring Buster the ducky. <laughs> Buster can't draw. No. <laughs> Not yet. She's so silly. <laughs> That's a skill we got to work on. <laughs> but uh, it's just so cool. And uh, to have, like, everyone kind of come together and celebrate Zoe's birthday. I know you couldn't make it, but yeah. your wife Jen was here. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just awesome. And, of course, you were missed. We wish you could have yeah, been here. Yeah, I but, missed uh, being with you guys, too. Um, it was it was just a really good day. You know, yeah. the weather was beautiful. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. And it was just like a really relaxed day, you know. There was a lot. There's a lot of people that we wish we could have invited, but we tr- wanted to try to keep it small, you yeah. know. Um, it, it was basically, you know, Eva's parents and Eva's siblings, and my dad mm-hmm. and my brother and his wife and my uh, kind of adopted brother Joe and yeah. my niece. It was here. <laughs> And uh, she told me that she listens to the podcast, oh, but she doesn't get it. She's like, I, I don't understand any of it. So, <laughs> 11-year-olds, not our core audience. Right. right. <laughs> but they still listen, which is, which is really awesome. cool. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, it was just, it was really awesome. And I'm really uh, just thankful for everyone uh, that came and, yeah. and just celebrated the fact that my daughter is two, which is crazy. And then uh, the next day, we went to the Big E for, mm-hmm. for Zoe's birthday. Last year, we went to Mystic Aquarium yeah. for Zoe's birthday. And then this year, we went to the Big E, which was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a really good time. Uh, she loves the animals and stuff. So Did she try any of the fun food? Uh, we ate a lot of food. Zoe likes chicken tenders and fruit fries. Which what, are just are French those? fries. Okay. <laughs> That's what she calls them. Oh, okay. I was like, That's Fru- a new one for the big E. I don't know that. <laughs> Fru fries. Fru, Fru fries. fries. Uh and so yeah, so she just ate chicken tenders, which are just chicken nuggets. Chicken nugget, chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she uh yeah, so uh, she loved it. She just uh had a blast and was smiling and looking at everything yeah. and it was just really cool. It was a good it was a good day. So good. Yeah, so you had peer ministry training that same yeah, weekend. Yeah, so that, that same go? weekend it it went really, really well. Um 
first first retreat I ran as as the leader, so yeah. it was a little intimidating going into it. Um, but thankfully, I had a great adult team helping out. Jen, who's watching the live stream with us, and uh, Linda was there. Karen Montmany was a great help, and Tyler McClintock was there too. That's great. So we had a. a Good core of adults that knew, you know, our background and what what we look for. Linda was there too, and uh, Linda actually had a folder of material from all of our peer ministry trainings wow. from the last few years. That's awesome. So she actually came over to our house like a couple days before <laughs> and said, "Hey, if you're looking for anything to add to your, you know, schedule," and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> so. I uh, used a lot of the, the activities that were in there. And then uh, right as I was setting up, Father Marching came in. And uh, I was joking with Linda because a couple of episodes ago, you were joking about how I'm kind of a schedule and, you know, yeah. rules kind of person, follow the rules, <laughs> follow the schedule. And so I was like, I think I have everything filled and everything planned just right. And Father Marching comes in and goes... So I can be around to do um, do adoration tonight if you guys like. <laughs> I could do ten o'clock. Nice. And, you know, most people would go. That would be awesome. But yeah. first, it was getting over that hurdle of schedule but change. But where do I put it? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so after we talked a little bit, I was like, "No, this, this is absolutely important. We need to yeah. do this. We'll schedule everything else around this." Perfect. So he showed up with his guitar. He was playing music and. Wow. Yeah, nice. it was it was a nice touch. That's great. And uh, yeah, the kids loved it. And even some of the adults who have been to Catholic Heart Work Camp but didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable going up to the altar mm. during adoration um, were there on retreat going, I, I feel comfortable doing mm-hmm. this here. So it was, it was nice having that. And then we had a video. Uh, we did a lot of activities, a lot of icebreakers, but we also had some uh, faith diagnostics. Uh, it's kind of exams where yeah, it's a yeah, self-analysis yeah. and not to make anybody feel bad but just where are you now and where do you want to see yourself grow in the next year yeah yeah no but it's always good to self-assess it right. doesn't it doesn't have to be this like putting yourself down right it's it's about okay here's where i'm at mm-hmm. and here's where i need to focus right. on the year ahead it's not it's not about being uh, negative right. or nitpicking or, or putting anyone down. Right. But I don't want the great. I don't want the kids to receive it that way. So no, I felt it was absolutely. important to mention it. But you absolutely. know, same thing for me. I'll go to mass sometimes and I'll have to stop myself, take a step back and go, Why am I here? Yeah. You know, because I see so many families that you can tell want to be there and I'm sure everyone that's there wants to be there but sometimes you see the people that look like they're kind of on autopilot. Well yeah and, and they're I mean, checking a... things off. So it's like you gotta check yourself every now and then. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like if I'm too busy, then I go to mass. It's like okay, after this, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. But it's, then you just yeah, stop and I, go, get, I get it too, though, and I know what you mean by like everyone wanting to be there. But there's the difference of going and being um, present, being uh, uh, understanding of the obligation, mm-hmm. but not feeling obligated to it. be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Because as Catholics, it is our obligation to go, mm-hmm. um, but you shouldn't feel obligated if right. that makes sense like you don't yeah. want it to feel like a chore it should be something you right. you do because you need to be recharged yeah like you need to be there for you mm-hmm. you know we we need to praise and honor god i'm not saying that we do yeah. we need to thank god for everything that we have and part of the eucharistic celebration is that but right. mostly it's 
for our benefit to get our benefit and our growth. Yeah, you know, in reading some of those gospel readings where Jesus is challenging people, yeah, and you need that self analysis to go, wow, yeah, I I need to change a few things, (laughs) and just remembering to be thankful. Um, and that's my that is my uh, struggle uh, sometimes lately. It's just like falling, you know, into this pit of despair or self loathing or whatever. Just remember to being like, I'm still incredibly blessed. Yeah. You know, and you know, just being like, God, thank you for all that I have. The good, yeah. the bad, everything in between. Like I'm just super thankful for everything. And so sometimes it is that reflection where it's like you look at something and you're just like, well, you know, how many people would say that they see God in me? Mm. How many people would come up to me and be like, hey, man, sometimes I forget that you're religious. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's probably I'm not, not doing a good job then. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, oh, I always thought there was, you know, I could tell something about you. I get that right. sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. really cool. But if you, you know, sometimes I do get like, hey, man, I, I saw you had a podcast. I, I forget that, like, mm. you're a church guy. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I'm probably not being great. <laughs> yeah, I could do a little better. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, we did that. We also had a video segment on, uh, we, I found a TED Talk with a young lady who was talking about, her experience with depression and how she had tried to take her life a few times. Mm. And now she uses her experience to try to help others and educate others on what you go through when you're in that place. Yeah. And so it was a heavy talk. We, we played it towards the end of the weekend, but we had some fun stuff to balance it out. Um, <clears throat> but afterwards, we had a conversation about it. And I said, I'm, I'm not saying everything this, this young lady said is accurate or correct, some of it might be. Some of you might feel a little differently. Let's just have a conversation about it. And so it opened up the floor to a lot of great questions of, well, what if, what, how can you tell if someone's being serious when they're making comments or if they're just being plain old attention-seeking? Mm. So it was, it was a great conversation just saying, you know... That's a heavy conversation. Right. But it it's was true, though. It's but a, you couldn't stop the questions from coming in. You know, it was like, all right, we'll go to you and then you next. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And the questions just kept coming in, and uh, and it was it was awesome. And I did address and say, this will be as heavy as we get this weekend. Yeah, okay. But you know, just reminding them, you're you're here to as a peer minister, you're here to walk with people. Yeah. And I brought up the point that when I worked at Highland Park Market. I was trained never point to where you want to send people to pick stuff up if they're looking for something. Mm. Walk with them to the cucumbers or walk to them to yeah. the apples. And, you know, I said that's that's kind of like what we're supposed to be doing here in life. Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. Uh, if, if someone's talking to you about what they're struggling with, don't stress too much about having the right thing to say. Whereas, you know, sometimes being with people is the right thing. But if you can counsel them, awesome. If you are dealing with stuff and can't yeah. do that, then we adults here at church can help out. Find someone at, at school that's well, reliable. That's the, the, the biggest thing to remember about peer ministry is that you really don't want them counseling each right. other. You want them to be there, be present, be an ear, be someone to listen. Right. Um, you don't want peer ministers 
trying to be counselors because right. they're not. And they're not prepared for that. Yeah. And it, in the sense where you also don't want to try to put that burden upon right. them. Right. Where they have to feel like they're, they have to right. solve everyone's problems. You just want them to be able to, to understand when someone is going through something and just needs someone to hear them. Mm-hmm. You know? Versus, like, understanding that if something is really serious, that, right. like, you need to get us involved and we will get right. the right people involved. And it's, you know, un, like you said, understanding that difference right. there. And and it's it wasn't so much from my perspective as a youth, uh, as a peer minister, you know, position, but mm-hmm. also they get this on social media. They get it from school. You know, if, yeah. if kids are coming at them and saying, hey... This is what's going on. Some of them freak out and go, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Do I say anything? Do I, you know, so. Well, that's the other thing, too. And then the struggle that I have is with the social media stuff where it's like trying to train peer ministers to be the shoulder to lean on, the ear to lend, where it's like it's not actually a a literal ear or a physical ear or physical shoulder anymore. It's the text. It's like, okay, so you got to break that. Right away. Like if someone is in some kind of crisis, whether it's emergency situation or uh, just needing someone to to hear them, you need to physically hear them. Like get on the phone, hear their voice, like at at minimum. FaceTime, Facebook video chat. You need to be able to read body language. You need to be able to understand the level of grief that this person is going through. And you will never get that through text messages or photos or memes or whatever. Like you're never going to get what, like what they're actually going through in any sense from texts. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I've, I've tried to stress over the past couple of years when it comes to peer ministry training and even just in communication with people where it's like that breakdown of text. It's like, you know, I get inundated with it's like so-and-so is going through crises, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, okay, I'll reach out to them. I reach out to them and they're like, I was just feeling really down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, great. You yeah. know, what's going on? And you can go from there. Yeah. But like sometimes it can escalate mm. because of texting back and forth. And you read emotions. Into you, in the, yeah. You're putting inflection on something. Yeah. And so it's, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned to try to adjust to the social media texting generation is saying when when someone needs you, you need to be there or like have an actual phone call, FaceTime, video chat in some way so you can see each other Mm -hmm. and see that body language, Mm -hmm. you know, because... Reading text, you're not going to get where someone is at emotionally as much as you can as hearing their voice or seeing them. And I mean, the best case scenario is go to them, like go to their house and say, hey, I just really thought I I should be here for you. Like physically being there for someone, Uh, because I, I feel like that is something that we are losing. Uh, whereas when we were peer ministers, like oh, that, yeah. that was the only way. Right. <laughs> right. Really, we had cell phones and stuff like that. But I always had to borrow a friend's phone. Well, it's just <laughs> one know? of those things where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. So when I first was a peer minister, I'm pretty sure I had a beeper. 
<laughs> Nobody knows who that is. No. Uh, so I, I think I have a pager here somewhere in this house. <laughs> well, one thing that we had for that we did for fun uh, during our weekend retreat was we turned the youth ministry office into an escape room. Mm. But I tried to do a more positive spin on it, so they're not trying to get stressed out and break out of this place, but have it like a. <laughs> Ah, escape yeah, room. Escape room. So, nice. so we had challenges for them, but we also had funny activities, and then mm. we also had faith-filled Great. activities for them. But one of them was we had a box that someone would be in charge of. When they lift it, there's a task underneath it, and they have yeah. to take care of it. Yeah. The rest of the team can help coach them, but no one can like take over and go, oh, I'm yeah. going to do this. Yeah. So they lift the box, and it's a rotary phone underneath. <laughs> and the church phone number is taped to the headset, and it says, can you dial this in less than 30 seconds? And so they had to like turn the thing around, watch it click back, and, oh, I did that wrong. <laughs> and said, oh, you got to lift it up and hang it up and reset the whole thing. They did it, though. Did you actually have it wired in? No. Oh, no, no, I was no. going to say, did it actually work? It, didn't, it does work, but it wasn't, it wasn't actually connected to, to you, the phone. Did you borrow that phone from Mike Moynihan? No, but I know he has a couple. Uh, I borrowed that one from my parents. They kept, that, they kept that for the longest time because they'd always get a hoot whenever company yep. would come over and say, oh, can I borrow your phone? Yep, there you Before go. Before there were cell phones. Here's a rotary phone. How, how do I use this? These buttons don't work. No. <laughs> I'll never forget that the Mike Moynihan, who is a, a loyal listener of this yeah. program, he had got like digital phone service and yeah. then canceled it a day later when his rotary phone wouldn't work on it. Like he had switched to like the cable company's phone system. He yeah. was like, "No, my phones don't work. I need to get rid of it." <laughs> <laughs> I only allow rotary phones here. <laughs> <laughs> Only rotary that, phones and eight tracks. Yeah, that's it. And uh, orange <laughs> shag carpet. Chad <laughs> and I had that uh, that carpet in our house when we bought it. It was, it was a little startling. Uh, that's so awesome. Uh, but no, so that sounds like a great weekend. Yeah, like so it, it, it was good. Some kids even said when we were doing games, "Oh, I know a good game that's similar to this." Mm. I was like, "All right, how about you lead the next game?" That's awesome. And then they took over. You know, it was just taking turns and going, all right, well, this is what you guys would be doing during the youth yeah, groups, awesome. you know? So it was, great. it was great to see them jump up. And then we had different prayer activities, and I had a little UCAT team prayer book that I would just mm-hmm. give someone quietly, hey, do you want to do the next prayer activity? They'd find something and go, oh, this fits perfectly with what we're doing. Yeah. So all in all, I think it went as as well as it could have. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you, man. So, that's great. You. That Thanks. is so good. I... I uh, am looking forward to having uh, peer ministers at Sacred Heart. Mm. Uh, my program is uh, much smaller but growing, which yeah. is important. And uh, I have a, cu- a couple of youth that are interested in peer ministry. So Good. once they are confirmed in a month, they will continue with my confirmation program, helping out and doing youth groups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just had my first official youth group of the year this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, had junior youth and high school uh, separate. I do junior youth group from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., and that is grades 6 through 8. And uh, I did essentially this very similar 
uh, program for both. Mm. And then I had high school from 6.30 to 8.30. But I did uh, Minute to Win It games. Cool. Which is awesome. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's on Netflix now, mm. the show Minute to Win It. And there's one where you have to stack uh, four or five apples mm-hmm. in a single tower yeah. in a minute. Uh, most of my youth failed, but one, like, dominated. She was, like, yeah. done in, like, 15 seconds. Wow. It was crazy. She just, yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. They're up. I'm like, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I just said go. Uh, then uh, there was another one where you take, you, you know, you fill, like, a plastic tote with mm-hmm. water put like a plastic plate down mm-hmm. and then try to stack uh, six soda cans into mm-hmm. a single tower on top of this plate that is floating on top yeah. of water. Uh, no one did it. Really? Yeah. It, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. You can get to five, mm-hmm. but you the sixth one, it starts to shift. And as the weight shifts, the plate starts <laughs> like sliding on top of the water because it's yeah. being pushed by the shift in the weight. So that like that was awesome. There's this other one where you take a frisbee or you have soda cans like kind of in a circle with a marble on top of all the soda cans mm-hmm. and you have to slide a frisbee to hit the can to knock the marble into the frisbee. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few of them were able to get like the four in one minute or five in one minute, like to win the challenge, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, there, it's just there's a bunch of little games like that that are just mm-hmm. awesome. I love. Yeah. Uh, we've done minute to win it uh, games mm-hmm. in youth ministry for years, and now that like the show is, yeah, it's got to be like a newer season than I've ever seen is on Netflix. Like, I'm going, oh, that's a youth ministry <laughs> game. Oh, that's a youth yep. ministry game. <laughs> so it's just it's just fun, you know? Yeah. And to just get the kids to play and have fun and stuff like that. You know, like last time when you came, they played rock band and right. stuff like that. Like, it was just like a night of just getting them back together. Because last time it was kind of like the end of the summer kind of get together. Like, hey, yeah. guys, we're about to start up and, and stuff like that. And this time, a little more organized in what games we were going to play and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And just try to get them back into the rhythm of having youth group and, yeah. and stuff like that. So. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend I'll have my first confirmation class and then, mm-hmm. um, like half my group will get confirmed mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's going to be great. It's just cool. awesome. It just keeps kind of, you know, moving ahead, Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. great. And, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about young adults. Yeah. So I know that, uh, <clears throat> At St. Teresa, they've uh, tried in the past a few different times to have young adults. Uh, When I was still there, um, young adults was a a big thing. And it's just one of those things that a lot of churches are are missing, you know. Um, There's other groups like uh, Crossroads for Christ uh, that our friend Brett was a big part of. I went to a couple uh, of their uh, Mm get-togethers, their meetings and, and stuff like that. Uh, so anyone in the area looking for a young adult group, I, I couldn't recommend them more highly. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple different chapters. They now have like three uh, young adults that like their full time job is Crossroads for Christ, wow. which is like impressive. Yeah, uh, it's it's really grown over the years uh, since I was going. And uh, it young adult is one of those things where it's like there's such a gap. Yeah. 
you know. Well, you go from CCD to confirmation. Yep. And then there's nothing really, you know. No, because even if you're involved, yeah, even if you're involved at your college ministry, it's like when you come home to your home church, there's just nothing there. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, for me at Sacred Heart, just trying to, like, connect with kids that came through the pro I shouldn't say kids, young adults that came yeah. through the program before I was there. Like, I don't know how to reach them. I don't right. know contact info, you know, like in, yeah. and then trying to keep, you know, at St. Teresa where it's like, who, how do I get people to come back? What, yeah. what can we do? What, you know, and I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent of just getting them into the building, yeah. um, getting them together even outside, you know, a couple uh, months ago at our, our great friend Linda's house, yeah. just getting like an alumni get together. That was a lot of fun. It was. It was <clears throat> great. I uh, played taboo. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think that was some for some of them. That was the first time they had ever heard of that game. Yeah, and it's know? it's a great fun game. Pass around cards. Try to get someone, you know, to guess what you're saying, but without yeah. saying these five words if you're not familiar with the game. But uh, I kept I kept squeezing it by Brett, yeah. breaking him out. I didn't say it. <laughs> Just, just kidding. <laughs> just keep going, Brett. Keep going. <laughs> uh, but that—that's the kind of stuff where it's like getting our young adults yeah. back, you know, yeah. our college age and and onward. Yeah. Because it's basically like you have eighteen and under, and forty and over, mm-hmm. and that's essentially our Catholic Church right now. Yeah. Like when you go to a mass. Like, you and I are in the minority of age group. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how, what do we do to fix that? How do we become more welcoming? How do we get our young adults to believe again mm-hmm. and come to a church and go, yeah, this feels like home? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, yeah, it is. We are in, in that weird spot where it's like, well, I don't really need to go or whatever. Right. Like, when you don't... I'm I'm just a good person anyway, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, it's also that thing where it's like when when people have kids, mm. they come back for baptism. Right. And they come back for religious ed, but it's like but you should have kind of been coming the whole time. Yeah. And I mean that in the sense for like for you, like not right. meaning like why haven't you been here? More like yep. like ah I wish you were here. Like yeah. for you. Mhm. And I know it it's for me it's like I I have to go every week. Yeah. And it's not like uh, I get up and I'm like, oh, I gotta go. It's like, no, I I have to. I have to go. I I need I need to spend time. Yeah. And our friend Jackie on, on Facebook Live is agreeing with us. And <laughs> she lives up in New Hampshire now, but she's saying that she wishes that there was something for young adults near her. Yeah, and it and it that's something I hear from a lot of mm-hmm. young adult people where it's like, what you know, what can I do? Where can I go? Like, it's not like, you know, where youth group was like, okay, so every third Sunday I can just, I can go to church and have fun and go wherever. But it's like, if, if your young adult group, if you don't have one near you or you can't think of something, it's like, where do I go? Yeah. You know, whereas Crossroads, it was like every Thursday. Every Thursday, you can go to Crossroads Rehab in Columbia, and they're going to have their uh, get-together, um, you know, study and, and stuff like that. So it was, it, 
it's one of those things where it's like if you have that if you have that yeah. you knowing it is important and that's where it's like when you're going to start something just start it mm. and if it catches on great if it doesn't evolve change yeah. it up do you know do something so you know anyway i just wanted to touch base on yeah. the young adults a little bit but what do you got for music? So for music, uh, Matt Marr released a surprise EP a couple weeks ago. It's called Alive and Breathing Volume 1. And I guess he's going to be releasing a couple of these over the next few months. And it might turn into a full project. But there are songs that he hasn't released yet. And uh, songs that he co-wrote with other musicians but hadn't recorded as himself yet. Really? So he had a new song that came out uh, in this last EP called uh, Run to the Father. The next song was um, Alive Again, a live recording of that. And then the third one, no, no, actually it was Lord I Need You with Spanish verses sung by Blanca. And it's really powerful hearing the two of them singing that together, like going between English and Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, closes with White Flag that uh, Chris Tomlin sang a couple of years ago. So That's awesome. So he's, he's got a couple of those coming out. Very excited to hear more of those. Uh, coming up this weekend, looking at my watch, yes, tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Toby Mac's remix album, the St. Namel Collabs uh, Sessions, I can speak is uh, coming out in CD format tomorrow. And uh, Christmas music, Toby Mac's Light of Christmas, is uh, coming out on CD tomorrow as well. Awesome. And little fun fact, I didn't realize this. So his remix album, the St. Namel Collab Sessions, St. Saint Saint Namel is Elements Backwards. Ah. Which is what was the name of his studio album. That is awesome. Yeah. Little uh, little water cooler <laughs> trivia for you. Okay, so our we're gonna go into the saint of the day. Okay, Saint Pope Paul the sixth was a pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he lived until nineteen. 19- 78. So, oh, so pretty recent. Very, very recent. Yeah. Very re- recent. Born in 1897. Okay. That was a good year. Yeah, a good year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he was ordained in 1920. So, at 23 years old, became a priest. That's pretty cool, right? Like, and then. I'm a little behind on things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, he. Uh, 19, uh, 1958 became Pope. So he okay. served as Pope for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Good for him. And then, must have been pretty soon after him was Pope uh, John Paul II. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... That's pretty pretty recent. Yeah. That's, that's why I really, when I saw him as our saint of the day, I was like, we're talking about someone like... He was like around yeah. recently. When you think about it, like right. our, that was our parents' pope. Yeah. Think about that. Like for twenty years, he, he was like our parents' pope. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when you think about it. So and he's a saint. Saint. Yeah. Uh, saint of the day. Saint Pope Paul the Sixth. Cool. <laughs> and uh, onto our bibble. Bibble. Digital bibble. Yeah. No. No Ooh. more rustling pages. 
I'll have to break out the actual bibble yeah. again. Just for rustling of pages. <laughs> so Luke 9, 7 through 9. Harold the Tatiarch heard about all that was happening. He was greatly perplexed because some were saying John has been raised from the dead and others were saying Elijah has appeared. Still others, one of the ancient prophets has risen. But Harold said, John, I beheaded. Who then is this about? Who then is this about whom I'm hearing such things? And he kept trying to see him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How how upsetting <laughs> must it have been to be Harold, where he's like, okay, that John the Baptist guy cut, yeah. his, cut his head off. Get it yeah. rid of him. I want him gone. I don't like what he's yeah. doing. Get him out of here. And then it's like people are like, oh, yeah, he... He's back. He's back. We've, we've, yeah. It's like... No, no, it can't be. Yeah. <laughs> Get him down. <laughs> what do I have to do? Is this going to turn into whack-a-mole? <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. It's like, what is possible with God? Yeah. It's like, how many people try to push God away. Mm-hmm. You try to get God like out of your lives and you yeah. just want to get, you know, all that and it's like God's just like I'm kind of still here. Yeah. You know. Well, that's and this might be in a weird direction, but I was seeing in the news recently about animals that have been previously listed as extinct coming mm-hmm. back. Really? Yeah. Well, like I guess anytime they get down to a certain number, they're like yeah. they'll never stay alive. Is that what it is? It's just like it's just I don't know. But it's just all of a sudden they're like, oh, this this thing just came back. Mm. So it's just kind of like, well, we're saying that they're extinct, but God's, I guess not. Guess God's we, still bringing them back. Guess we missed a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So like with with John the Baptist, it's like. I, I love I love John the Baptist. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna baptize you with water, but the one be, the one coming after me who I am not worthy of buckling his yeah. sandals, uh, he's gonna baptize with the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. John the Baptist, that John the Baptist, yeah, like gets killed, gets beheaded, and people were like, um, yeah. So God did this thing. Um, do you want to tell Harold? <laughs> or no, do you want to tell Harold? And yeah. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just the things that are possible with God and the people yeah. that wanted to try to put themselves above what was happening right. in Harold, where it's just like, no, I'm the king of this land. No one else is king of this land. And I'm not going to allow these soon-to-be Christians yeah. to know anything. I'm mm-hmm. putting an end to this now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's what I got. Well, what do you think? I, I think you're right. You know, it's it, if you look ahead to this Sunday's reading in the gospel, it talks. Actually, I think it's just one of the um, one of the readings, but it talks about the perspective of of people putting crowns on their own heads mm. and just the arrogance that comes with it and the yeah. lack of humility and. You know that's that's what Herod was. He was a, a tyrant of a person. Yep. And but he was intimidated. You know, when you look at Christmas time and Advent, when Jesus was coming, he was intimidated. Here's this ruthless human being, but was intimidated by a child. Oh yeah. And like, that's what I love. Like, you know, like oh, we need to get rid of this child. 
right now. But here's here's here was a guy that was capable of so much, but knowing what was coming, he was so intimidated by that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. News of the weird? News of the weird. So you've probably heard of the song Old Town Road, right? Yeah. So some people love it. Some people are annoyed by it. People in Wellesley, Massachusetts are super annoyed by it because uh, I think up, uh, just up the road from us here in Vernon, there's actually an Old Town Road. Okay. And in Wellesley, Massachusetts, there's an Old Town Road. The problem is because of the hit song, people have been stealing the road sign every single time it's put back up. <laughs> so the town keeps buying a new intersection sign and putting it up saying Old Town Road and people steal it and then post it on their Insta stories and go, I took my horse down to Old Town Road. And so the town of Wellesley has issued a request, a very loud request saying, please stop taking the sign we're not going to put it back out until the popularity of the song goes away. Which will be soon. I mean, songs right. come and go. Uh, but <laughs> how many times do you, do you have to do it to just go, yeah, you know what? We're, we're just not going to put it back up. Right. That's just really funny. And now I guess someone's starting to sell replicas of the sign for $25 each. Ooh, see, someone's getting a little... So they're getting smart with that. This is up in British Columbia. Well, those of you who are listening to the audio version know that as the music continues to get louder and louder, it means it's time to end the podcast. If you can hear what I'm saying, it's so loud so fast. Thanks so much. Uh, for listening, you can hit us up at stevebacconsmiles.com. .org. Stevebacconsmiles.org. Uh, thanks so much for listening. So loud. Um, as always, I'm Steve Patera. Enjoy Evan Shaw, my bird. Thank you guys so much. As always, keep smiling and God bless.